Welcome to the Sisters of Industry, a weekly podcast where a shared bloodline combined with divergent professional experiences set the stage for great conversation on doing work that matters. With Laura's global corporate experience and Jen's nonprofit startup experience, the sisters will provide you with insights that can be used to help you lead and work better starting now. We're here to make you laugh, make you think, and make you more industrious in your professional and personal life. I'm Jen, and my Thanksgiving 2020 dilemma is whether to top the sweet potato casserole with marshmallows or brown sugar and pecans. Weigh in, industrious friends. Which do you prefer? I'm Laura, and Thanksgiving for me is all about the gravy. Delicious gravy made from scratch from a roasted turkey with a maple syrup and horseradish glaze. Oh my. Today, we are expressing our thanks to our listeners with a fun, gratitude-filled reflection episode. Join us as we reflect on that for which we give thanks. Gobble, gobble. We are so glad you joined us today for this breezy, fun-filled gratitude episode (laughs) just in time for Thanksgiving. Jen, are you feeling easy and breezy and thankful? I'm trying. Does that count? (laughs) I think that counts for ultimate honesty. This is a hard year to feel the thankful, the gratitude, the contentment, all those things that we know are right, but this year's been a rough one. So Jen and I are going to use the next 20 minutes to talk about a couple of lessons that we've learned in 2020 that we're thankful for, and then very specifically express a few things for which we give thanks. Jen, let's start off with our first thankful for lesson of 2020. I will lead off here and say that I am thankful that I got to learn this year that quiet can in fact be a blessing. Mm. Filling all the spaces with noise and things to do is shiny and lovely on the surface, but I am so thankful that this year forced me to learn the lesson that finding time for quiet so I can understand things more deeply, have time to reflect, spend more time with my family is huge. For this, I am thankful. That's a good one, Laura. And I think the quiet you're talking about is both literal and metaphorical in the sense that I think especially early on this year and early in the pandemic, we had a few months where our calendars got quiet and it was a blessing to realize we didn't have all the activities and there was a little more space. So that's a good one. And as a person who's loud, living in a loud world, I can agree with you. Thankful for the quiet. That can be a good thing. So I'll go next. And one of my thankful fours um, lessons that 2020 has taught is that we are far more adaptable than we thought. And I'm going to be real honest here. I have always thought that I was a person who embraced and appreciated change. And as we've been talking about in previous weeks with our change management series, the truth is a lot of us like change, as long as it's not the stuff that we don't want to change or it's not the personal. And I think what the, the lesson we learned this year, whether we wanted to or not, that is such a good lesson going forward is that we 
are far more adaptable than we thought. Things and ways we never thought we could bend, things we never imagined being willing to change, um, our ability to to use one of the top 2020 words to pivot and then pivot again and pivot again. Um, it's been it's been a good lesson to see because I think we can all um, and I'll try not to generalize, but I'm gonna I'm gonna own this for all of us. We can all be stuck in our ways. And this year has forced us to to flex some muscles even farther than we ever imagined possible. I like that, Jen. And I also think hand in hand with that is the lesson that we shouldn't assume what others are capable of and what they're capable of adapting to. Had someone told me a few months ago that my kids could adapt to some level of online schooling, given with varying degrees of success, of course. Um, Had someone told me that, I would have kind of rolled my eyes. Had someone Mm -hmm. told me that my daughter's junior symphony could adapt to having to be distanced and work in cohorts and still pull off a concert at the end of the season, I would have said, you have to be kidding me. Um, I think there are so many places where we assume that people have limits to how much they can adapt or that there are things that we can't do. And I think this year has taught me the lesson that never assume is not just a trite saying. It's so real. And I hope that I carry forward into all aspects of life that kind of thinking that adaption is possible. I'm capable of more than I give myself credit for. And so are the people around me. Yeah, I like that. Good call. So hand in hand with that, Jen, number three on the list, number two for me, I am thankful that I've learned the lesson that I can get the job done without so much travel. Um, I think we've all marveled in different circumstances about how thankful we are or how much we've been just impressed and pleased with our ability to get work done via Zoom, Teams, whatever platform you use to collaborate, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I have to say that I'm so thankful that I learned the lesson that I can hire, I can redesign, I can direct, I can lead, I can communicate. All of these things can happen without me having to travel. Is travel necessary sometimes? You better believe it. Um, But I have learned that lesson and I'm so excited because, I mean, I went to Europe like 14 times in 2019. That is no way to live. And just the fact that I've gained confidence and in the lesson that a lot can be done without physically traveling is huge for me, both financially, physically, and mentally. So I'm totally excited about that particular lesson. And I know I am not alone in that one. I am sure I've got multiple listeners who are going, oh yeah, for real, that is a huge one, (laughs) including the daily travel, right? Like who would have ever thought that not commuting to the office once a week, uh, that's huge. Just having one day a week even where you stay home and maybe you get a little bit slower start that still ends up earlier because you didn't have to drive anywhere and you're productive because you aren't dealing with parking garages. You're instead dealing with the hard question of which coffee mug do you use out of your home, um, out of your home cabinet, right? Like, I think we've learned so much there. That's so valuable. (laughs) I think that's hilarious because I totally, I totally get where you're coming from. And I have lots of friends who travel a lot for work that feel exactly like you do. I also have a handful of friends that travel frequently for work that cannot wait (laughs) to travel for work again because they're discovering just how much they were finding some sanity that they could leave their house every now and again. And honestly, to, to even throw that in reverse and go back to the adaptation, I have been so entertained to listen to some of the spouses 
whose um, husband or wife travels for work who've talked about having to adapt to that person being home more often and how much it has shifted <laughs> their day to day. So maybe we need to get John on at some point and get his perspective on you not going to Europe 14 times. I feel <laughs> like John would have a very interesting thing here. I mean, let's bear in mind, listeners, all the things I've divulged. I have slept in our bed at home more times than any single point in our marriage this year. Yeah. We actually had to buy a new bed is what that culminated in not that long ago, right? I mean, there's a whole lot. My family has found out that the neuroses I have about where cords belong um, and how I like them organized just goes to a level that is ridiculous, right? I am so thankful that I've not had to travel, but I'm pretty sure my family is so thankful that someday I will travel again. Yeah, no, there's definitely a push and pull. And I'll even offer the fact that I think my kids have discovered that I work more than one or two days a week because <laughs> I really think I really think they were under the illusion that for the most part I was at home and all the things I was doing to cook and clean and, and navigate their lives were what I did. And then suddenly, even though my husband and I both have still worked in offices and out of the house a good bit, I, you know, there's been plenty of time because of school schedules and everything else where, you know, we're all sitting at the dining room table with our computers. And so I've watched the realization dawn on my children that I actually do things other than just stand up on Sunday and talk to people a bunch. So that's been a fun, a fun realization in the Williams house. I like it very, very, very much. Yeah. So, and here's my last one on, and we could make a much longer list, but this is our really quick, thankful list. And so my last lesson that I want to share, the lesson of 2020 that I'm thankful for, is finding out that we are capable of hard conversations. And here's where I'm going with that. Obviously, culturally this year has brought a lot from how we were handling the pandemic to um, race in the U.S. and even globally, but I mean, particularly right here at home, politics, um, all of those pieces that you and I work hard to not talk about on this podcast, um, simply because we're trying to focus in other areas, but even radical organizational change. And I'll pick on myself for a minute because it's not that I didn't know that we were capable of some hard conversations but I think the lesson has been just like the adaptation we're capable of more than we thought um I'm 15 years into full-time ministry and I work very hard in um you know funny enough the same way we don't talk about politics on this podcast of not talking about politics in the church um and that's obviously a really you know tension-filled thing of is there space for that and where is there space for that and everything else. But I even, um, you know, introduced a, a series to our church the three weeks leading up to the election this year on um, the the talking points and the relationship between politics and the church and the idea that we could go there. Now, obviously not telling people to vote for or anything like that, but just introducing the conversations around it. And what I learned is that while it felt tense, people welcomed the fact that we were talking about what was happening and we were talking about what was in front of us and none of us were skirting the edges. And if I could take that to an organizational place, I think that there's ways, and this plays again right into the change 
management conversation you and I had been having, Laura, is that even sometimes when it comes to change management, we can veer too often to the incremental changes because we're concerned about how much our organizations can handle all at once. And 2020 has taught us that our organizations, if they're well built, and we've seen many that have faltered in significant ways, but our organizations, if well structured and founded, they can handle it. They can handle the big changes. They can handle the paradigm shifts. They can handle the structural reorganizations in far better ways than we often give them credit for or allow for. I think that's really well said. I actually remember two months ago, maybe a little bit more now, um, on an episode of Pantsuit Politics that I was listening to, they were talking about how millennials, Gen Xers even, how they were going to be voting and turning up to vote this year. And one of the comments they made was that the frustration with our political process and our electorals, it isn't about Democrats and Republicans. About It's about the unwillingness to recognize that serious change is needed and more of the same is not okay anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be political. We go out of our way not to be. But I think it really is interesting to kind of combine all these things and say one of the lessons I'm learning is not only that we're capable of adapting and change, but that a lot of us need it and want it. And we want to talk about how to do it. And a lesson that I've definitely learned through personal relationships this year, um, a deliberate attempt at some digital minimalism per Cal Newport with turning off some social media more in my life is that we've been led to believe that we're incapable of having good discourse. But the Mm -hmm. reality in our lives is that there are some platforms where we seem to be incapable of good discourse. But in our lives, the everyday life where you're talking to man on the street, um, I forget which comedian it was that used to do man (laughs) on the street. Their segments were hilarious. Was that Letterman? Was it? Um, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. They were hilarious. Um, Needless to say, our ability to have the man on the street, the sister, you know, the sister over coffee, whatever the right thing is here. Mm -hmm. um, We can have good conversations, really good, productive ones. I've even watched in my workplace on an international level. We've had really good conversations about how our countries are handling coronavirus and the best we can learn from each of them and apply to how we're handling company policy, right? Like these things are possible. And I think it's a really great lesson that I'm thankful for in 2020, that we've learned that we can have hard conversations, that we don't need to be scared of them, and that there's a lot more interest in positive change around us than we assume if we just live our life in bits. Yeah. Yeah, these are good lessons, Laura. These are these are good lessons that were learned and that we're still learning. I mean, well, I think, we have six more you know, weeks to keep learning. Perfect. I mean, we have it's all six we need. more weeks of the year of the dumpster fire to keep bringing it on. We're so. fast learners, and since everything's going to be better in 2021, we definitely of have course. to make sure we learn it. Oh, of course, yes. It's just going to be magical. <laughs> the 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 ball's going to drop in Times Square, and everything will magically be better. Oh, this is what we're hoping for. Okay, so those are the lessons we're thankful for. Let's make the shift, Laura, to what are just, aside from the lessons, couple quick things on our list that what are we thankful for this year? Start us off. Okay, so I will start with a fun one. I would like to thank, this feels very Jimmy Fallon. I'm into late night comedians today, apparently. Um, I, who, by the way, I watch the next day on YouTube. I do not watch at midnight because be serious. Because sleep. Yeah, so I'm thankful for sleep. That's a huge one for me right now. Yeah. Um, I am thankful to the makers and designers in Legos, puzzles, 
and Disney Plus, because without them, I have no idea what would have happened in my house over the course of the last nine months. And thank you for taking pretty much all of my money. Yes, shout out. Legos, you know, that is a company that is not hurting in this pandemic. And Disney Plus, I'm sure, is bankrolling a lot. Um, they got Disney Corp through the months that the parks had to close. Oh. I don't know how those financials line up, but I'm sure they did somehow. Yeah, in the last week, two weeks, by the time our listeners get this episode, the um, Disney has released some financial statements that are terrifying on that front. So thank God for Disney Plus. Yikes. Okay. Well, yeah. we need Mickey to live on and keep making dreams come true so amen sister but i'll tell you those puzzles god bless them <laughs> whoever decides what to do with the puzzles just thank you thank okay you. can while we're on the subject y'all listeners i feel like there's some moments that we do continue to need to let you get to know us better and better and you need to know that laura um brings a very competitive edge even to puzzling and I am one who's easily distracted in the realm of puzzling. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm, you know, I'm for sometimes the smaller ones that I can finish and feel the satisfaction of completion. But Laura is the one who's going to finish it. She's going to finish it faster and she's going to finish it better than anyone else. And there was this ridiculous puzzle that some friends of hers could not finish like good puzzlers and they couldn't finish and so they gave it to my sister and my mother to bring with them on a trip that we went on to the beach a few weeks ago and I took one look at it and thought everybody had lost their ever-loving minds and let me just tell you it took us until the last night but Laura was not about to leave that trip until this puzzle was completed it was a puzzle of planet earth from a space perspective every piece was blue and green and ridiculous so i just think you should know listeners that lara um just has a perseverance gear when it comes to puzzles that is unmatched and i'm thankful for it lara yeah, we probably could talk about what else I should do with that time, but I would like to think that it's going to keep me sharp and witty to my dying day. So there you have it. It is. It's an admirable quality. I love it. Um, okay, so that's a really fun one, and I'm so glad you shared that one, Laura. I think we can all resonate with it. I'm going to share one that's definitely a little more serious and something that I think everyone can relate to in various ways. But um, one of the things on our list of things we're thankful for this year is um, really good friends who show up when we need them. And without going into it, we obviously um, you know, experienced a very personal tragedy in our family this year and it was in the midst of the pandemic which made it even harder and we just had amazing amazing friends who showed up for us in ways that blew our minds and for some of them it meant breaking all of the carefully kept and believed in rules <laughs> and getting on airplanes because they weren't going to let anything stop them from being with us in those moments and that was amazing and we're thankful for the safety they had and being able to do that but just in all the different ways people found to show up for us. And so we hope that you guys have experienced that too this year in a time when it felt like the world had to be apart, that you've also had the experience of having friends and people in your life that find ways to show up and um, just incredibly thankful. And our friends that are out there listening, you know who you are. Um, you showed up for us and it made all the difference. Some of them clean toilets at my house, and that deserves special thanks and applause and appreciation. It's truth. 
I know, truth, right? Truth bombs. And our friends got to meet each other, which was also kind of fun. Like, that was kind of a weird thing because we live in different states and we have amazing friends. And so it's like they know each other because we talk about them. But we had this really cool converging of our world where your besties and my besties became besties and started telling us what to do. So that was kind of amazing to watch as well. And shared phone numbers and continue to tell us what to do and spy on us indirectly. So full episodes to come on that convergence of life issues later. But seriously, that was a huge one. And I am so thankful for that in 2020. And my hope and wish for future years, even though this isn't the goal setting or the wish episode that we'll do later in the year here, but is that I can continue to be that friend, right? So and that my kids learn to be that friend. So so thankful for that for what it did for us and for the example it set for our kids in our lives. So I'll go back to the moderately silly but serious because that's what I'm here for. In the things we are thankful for, I am thankful for the manufacturer of elastic. I don't know who this is. I should have done the research, but whoever it is who has the machines that make the elastic that has gone into the face masks that are wrapped around our ears 24 seven anymore. I would like to say thank you. I'm assuming that you've been producing 24 seven for months now. I assume that you've worked on product designs for more comfort around our ears because who knew this was where life was headed. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done this year and for becoming one of our new best friends that we will never forget for years ever. And can I say this one? This wasn't on the original list, but hand in hand with that, um, shout out to all of the creators of the amazingly creative and hilarious memes that are getting us through this year. Um, Just some amazingly witty people out there who have found a way to continue to make us laugh at ourselves through all of this. So I don't know why that felt like that fit in, but, you know, just some of the unknown heroes out there in terms of the elastic makers for our face masks and the meme creators. Absolutely. And while we're at it, we should thank the people who make the bendy thing for the nose piece of the face mask that makes it more comfortable. Yeah. And keeps it on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, props to you as well and thankful along the realms of the creators to the people that have done things like sat at sewing machines long into the night and in the early morning hours sewing the face masks that are on our faces no one saw that coming and we all now have an entire drawer in our house just of face masks because that's what fashion is today and it keeps us healthy so thank you to everybody who totally got the sewing machine going and made that happen huge thanks yes and while we're on it let's finish off our things we're thankful list and we could not do a a gratitude list for 2020 without some special shout outs to these people and obviously and of course the healthcare workers who have been the champions of 2020 um, on the front lines doing crazy things working crazy hours dealing with things that a lot of us will never imagine in the realms that they've been in this year also the teachers big shout out to the teachers who also had to discover that they could do school online and make kindergartners pay attention um between masks and zoom and um all of the things you guys are just amazing um and the other one that i would want to include that i am thankful for and just a special shout out we are thankful for you if this is you is all the working parents out there that are making impossible scenarios happen a day at a time Um, just figuring out how to do the things you need to do and do the meaningful work that we talk about on this podcast all the time while also being home with kids and managing school and navigating all the pieces 
And then, of course, all of the superheroes that are the incredible supporting casts allowing working parents to do that, i.e. the grandparents, the aunts, the uncles, the neighborhood friends, etc. that are filling in the gaps. You guys, we are so thankful for all of you. And I think we should also thank the people that are stocking our shelves, filling yes. our carts, helping make sure we have the things we need. So many people, this list could go on forever. We are running the risk of forgetting folks. But I think the point here <laughs> yeah. is as we close this gratitude-filled, easy breezy episode, like I said, and have everybody thinking about that for which you are thankful as we go in, into this gratitude holiday, um, think about the people around you that have made 2020 what it is mm -hmm. and the way they've stepped up in your life even if it's somebody whose name you don't know but you see all the time because they might be at your local grocery store or it might be the person your postal carrier who you've never had a chance to talk to and who has been bringing you everything in your mailbox for the last few months when you've not been going out whatever the case may be we'd encourage you all to take a few minutes and write down those lessons you've learned this year that you're thankful for share them with a friend and think about the things for which you're thankful and for which you have gratitude that have meant more than anything in 2020 if we've, as we have experienced such a just bizarre year. So, yeah. um, and with that, I will just say as well that we are thankful to you, to our listeners. Thanks Yay. for continuing to tune in and listen to all of our crazy. Thanks for those of you that share our episodes and get others to listen. Thank you to those of you who leave reviews and do other things to help us grow and promote what we're doing here. We're so thankful that you listen, that you enjoy it, that you provide feedback, good, bad, and ugly, um, and that you keep coming back for more. And we hope that you have a beautiful, fun-filled, turkey-filled Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.